The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. I hope you're having a fantastic uh, Monday afternoon. This one text came in from Red Deer. 40 people in my house, half I don't know. I'd be in a corner in a fetal position picturing my happy place. Yikes. Uh, I'll tell you, from my perspective, the most... The, the best part of it, beyond surprising my wife, yeah. and I'm, I'm not really known for doing things like this, right? So that was pretty cool. But the best part of it was, think about having all these people in your life that you know in different ways, but mm-hmm. all in the same room at the yeah. same time. And it's pretty cool like to see... Um, you know, uh, somebody, a friend of uh, Carol's who we know through business, uh, talking to mm-hmm. a neighbor or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. fun to see them all interact with each other. And a lot of people who were not in our core group of friends have gotten hold of me since saying, what a great bunch of friends you have. Like, everybody just seemed to to really mesh with each other. And it's kind of nice to sort of kind of take an inventory of your social circle. Like, it's one thing to look at Facebook or Twitter or whatever and see who follows you, but those individuals who you would feel comfortable in inviting to a party um, at not your house at not your house (laughs) and have them there all together it was pretty cool Uh, we were missing a couple of couples because they were traveling or whatever but 40 in a house is pretty good. Well, and it was one of the things and um, is w- why I was adamant about the fire pit mm-hmm. and getting that. Everyone's laughing at me with my little snowblower oh, out no, there. Oh, no, it was popular. It was, you know, people, it spread people out. And, yeah. And I, you got to think about that. And you, at first you think, oh, 40 is not that many, but 40 people in a house is a lot of people. And my biggest fear, honestly, was that people would say they were coming and not show. Yeah. And it, it wasn't because, you know, oh, well, the expense or anything like that. I just wanted Carol to feel this overwhelming love. I, mm-hmm. I wanted her to walk through the door and see all these people that she knew that were there to support her, and they were there. I yeah. mean, nobody said they were coming that didn't show up. Um, other than a couple people said, I'll try. Yeah. So we weren't counting on surprises them. Surprises but... are fun, and some people really like surprises. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like surprises. <laughs> um, I I really like surprises. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a hint. I really like surprises. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, uh, it was fun all the way around. So yeah. there you go. Uh, so, hey, listen, here's a surprise. Uh, she probably touched on this. I just want to get it out there. I know it's out there already, but speaking of people not liking surprises, um, some of the individuals up in Fort McMurray who are waiting for their condos to be rebuilt as a result of that wildfire, mm-hmm. um, they've been having trouble. And and the reason I just want to get it out there is I want people to be aware, because we talked at the time, when, it ta- when we talk about recovery from a disaster or recovery from anything, um, you oftentimes, everybody uh, mobilizes, everybody does whatever they can to help, and then it, it drops out of the news cycle, and you're not thinking about it, but there's people who are not back in their homes yet, mm-hmm. and there's individuals, and remember all that money raised by the yeah, Red Cross, and, and you know we all want to make sure that that money that was donated by all of us goes to the people in Fort McMurray who need it, right? Um, 
So we've got a problem. We've got uh, owners in a 214-unit townhouse-style complex. It's called Hillview Park. It was destroyed in the 2016 fire, as I mentioned, but it's not been rebuilt. And the reason it's not been rebuilt, as you can well imagine, trying to rebuild a city, there's a lot of different contractors coming in, a lot of groups trying to work together. And there's lawsuits pending now because the board, the uh, condo board for that unit, um, you know, they're suing the contractor and the contractor. It's, it's all a bunch of legal mess. But at the end of the day, what's happened is each of the condo owners now has to come up with $30,000 in what they call a special assessment. And if you've ever owned a condo, mm. you know all about special assessments. Mm-hmm. They're the worst. One day you just discover that every roof has to be replaced and there's a... Friends of ours went yeah. through this to the tune of thousands right. upon thousands and of dollars. There's just yeah. no way getting around no. it that if the condo board decides that that has to be done, something for the whole, um, that everybody has to contribute their share. So. What's happening is everyone has to contribute $30,000 in, in order to get construction moving again. Now, the Red Cross has said that they will support that and help homeowners um, with that $30,000 out of the funds that were raised. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, as you well know, not everybody lives in the condo in which they own, but the loss is the same financially. So what's happened is there's people who were renting, for example. So that means the owners don't qualify for that 30000 because they weren't living in the <laughs> condo. And if you were trying to sell it and you weren't living there at the time, even though you did live there, you don't qualify. So what the Red Cross is saying is, even if you think you don't qualify, contact us. They want all the owners to contact the Red Cross. So I just want to put it out there, and, and, and I take hope in the fact that the reason the Red Cross is saying that is that maybe they're going to help out, some, going to help out some other yeah. way or they're going to change the rules. So I just want it out there. Hillview Park is the name of the 214-unit townhouse. Um, I just want it out in the public eye that the owners of those townhouses are having problems getting rebuilt. All of us want to see that come to a, a positive conclusion. So research it, Google it, read the story. Uh, you know, write well, the Red Cross, uh, talk to your MLA, whatever yeah. you need to do to get this in the public eye. Like, we're coming up on uh, two years, right? Mm-hmm. Two years in May. You'd think that they were all back in their and, fully and built homes, right? And I think that's right? it. And, and we have to realize, when a, yeah, when a city is devastated, mm-hmm. like Fort McMurray was, and how long it takes to, to build everything back up. And unfor- unfortunately, the news cycle yes. just keeps on going. I mean, right. I, I mean, for two weeks, we did nothing but talk about Fort McMurray and, you know, in the day of the fire all the way through. And then, you know, when everyone's there, when the premier's there, when the prime minister's there, over and over and over right. again. But eventually, it fades right. from everyone's mind. And everybody says, we're going to see this to fruition. Mm-hmm. We're going to, don't you worry, you'll be back in your homes. Well, these people are not back in their homes. And, and the, at the bottom of this, it's still in the courts, but at the bottom of this all is the fact that people rushed in to rebuild. It, in this particular case, was not done properly. And there's $9.3 million in repairs that have to be done before they can proceed. So the condo board sues the contractor. The contractor says, I'm stopping work Mm -hmm. because I'm being sued. Mm -hmm. So work has just stopped. And that's why they need the the $30,000 per unit. But the money has already been raised, in my mind, by the Red Cross. That's what it was for. When's the last time you were in Fort McMurray? uh, I did a show up there just a few months ago. Oh, yeah? Yep, yep. It's it's interesting, Fort McMurray. Uh, depending on where you go and in you know what direction you enter and exit, it looks like Fort McMurray. Uh, and but there are still oh, yeah. huge parts that are 
you know, we drove around when we were up there. I went up early on purpose just to look around. So there's there's still parts where there's roads but no houses, and there's still construction going on. But, um, I mean, downtown looked pretty much like Fort McMurray. That's where my show was. And, you know, coming up and back, you can certainly see the devastation, though, from the highway on the way up. You can see the, yeah. the tree devastation. Yeah. It's honestly, well, it's, it's a little chilling know, to see. Even well, yeah, and I can remember going into um, to Slave Lake, um, taking a big rig. It was Chris Sheets and, and me and a big rig mm-hmm. taking a bunch of stuff up that everyone <laughs> yep. had donate, donated. And um, and and when you see that and how long it lasts for for years and years and years mm-hmm. and years, but yeah, it was very eerie driving in it and starting to see the the scorch. The scorch marks and yep. just the the trees that were gone and yep. yeah, I, I've never been to Fort McMurray, never oh, no? ever been to Fort McMurray. Oh. No, um, lived in Alberta now what eighteen years, never been there. And uh, I mean, I didn't know why I would go up there, but I guess there's good good. Well, there's lots of stuff going on oh, up sure. there, but uh, hunting and camping and and that sort of stuff too. Yeah, most people go up to make money in one form or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey guys, it's Nick again, says this texter. I'm still up in Fort Mac doing the rebuild every day. We still have 300 houses contracted to us to get uh, to. It's been crazy busy, but we're going as fast as possible. Good job, Nick. Thank you for the text. And this, I live in Slave Lake. There were some really sketchy builders in town after the fire. It took a long time for everyone to get their home rebuilt. Lots of people ended up with liens on their homes from, you know, what uh, home builders hmm the fire story didn't peter out yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, it, it just does no here it, let's it be does, real yeah. i've worked in in news for 30 years so it's it's a huge story for uh quite a while and then people get on with their lives it's and they you know, they assume over time that it's all been corrected yeah. right they assume over time and, and rightfully so because you don't hear it in the news cycle mm-hmm. anymore so you kind of think okay well everything's must be good yeah everything's good be but better. it's it's not uh, complete yet No, Todd Hirsch will be joining us at 3.30 for this week's edition of The Hoot. The, oh, I missed my cue. Missed I'll try it. again at 3.30. Okay. Uh, yeah, always a pleasure to talk to either individual. Hey, uh, speaking of um, a crisis and meeting the uh, the request for assistance, how about the Humane Society over the weekend? Fantastic. Um, so they had over 500 animals at uh, the society. Yep. A lot of them came from that uh, pet store, I think, West Edmonton Mall. That's right, that where was, the animals uh, had been abandoned, right? So they had uh, dogs, cats, guinea pigs, hamsters, lizards, snakes, frogs, crabs. Yes, crabs, birds, fish. All got adopted out over the weekend. Um, and, you know, as is always the case, and I really, honestly, I admire the Humane Society, and I admire them for so many different reasons. But here's... Because the work they do is, is, yeah. is absolutely incredible. And the care they give to those animals. And uh, But here's what I love about the Humane Society, and I mean this, honestly. I Listen, this is not being... No hint of sarcasm here. The Humane Society, every now and then, is in the news. And whenever they are... They hammer home a message, which I just love. And it's kind of the message we just talked about with the uh, Fort McMurray fires. When there's a crisis, they get attention and people come in and help. But in their minds, and rightfully so, there's a crisis every day. There's always animals that need adoption. Mm -hmm. So they're grateful. And and listen, this is me speaking, not them. They're really grateful that people came in and supported their cause over the weekend. Uh, But, you know, 
they do use it as an opportunity, and rightfully so, to say, oh, by the way... Yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's a reminder that if mm-hmm. you're looking for a pet, when you're looking for a new dog, you're looking for a new cat, maybe you're looking for a lizard, whatever it is, is, you know, think about adopting. Mm-hmm. Think about adopting one. And you know, when you're thinking of maybe you have a little bit of extra money or if you want to donate mm-hmm. somewhere... Absolutely. Or, you know, you know, send it their way or, or drop off some dog food or cat food or volunteer yes. to be a cat cuddler or do- whatever... Like that facility, that new facility that is is up there is spectacular, and it was is such a far cry from the old one and how oh, yeah. awful that no one was. Kidding. And if you haven't gone out there to to see it, go see it. You should. I it's, listen. We're yeah. playing a trick on our listeners a little bit here, right? <laughs> yeah, no, go see the building. <laughs> go see you the won't dogs. come home with the kitten. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like that old facility, I can, oh, re- I can recall awful. when it was, it looked like a jail cell. Yeah, it looked like a, a Mexican prison yeah. is what it looked like. I mean, they still got the care, but yeah, it was cramped and it was small and, and dingy, but this new one is like a work of art, right? And the, the the ability to be able to see the animals and then decide if you want to interact with them and if you want to interact with them to have a little areas mm-hmm. where you can actually sit down and see if there's some compatibility, like, uh, you know, listen, I'm don't even, look, go to the website. And you'll end up going. Carol and Maddie routinely log I on. Do I've seen once you or do twice it over there year. as well. I know. And then you see the perfect cat, and you're just like, <sighs> I'm like Andrew. Look at this cat. I you know. Need to get it. That one that looked like monkey. I. Uh, the, you know what? I'm. I'm slightly turning a corner Getting on there. on that. That. Never before have I had an animal where I said there's there's simply no way to replace mm-hmm. that. I, I can't. I can't replace that animal. And I'm sort of at the point now where I'm like, okay, well, there's probably another squirrely kitten that could use <laughs> our guidance and help, <laughs> as, as you well know, and I've said many times. We've never adopted need- anything from the Humane Society that didn't have some kind of Issue. Uh, glitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah our Ted, the- uh, Theodore Henry, the Chesapeake Bay Retriever that we bought, brought home. Did, do you meet him? The big red dog that was always in the cone? No, I don't think okay. so. Oh, yeah, I meant the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> that's a while ago, though, right? Yeah. Well, he died a few years back. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him, yeah. But the, he was uh, he was from the Humane Society, and I remember going up there looking for another dog that I'd, saw, I'd seen on the website. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the dog that I want. And uh, I went up there, and he, here was this, you know, scared little, I don't know, six-month-old puppy in the back corner kind of looking at us. He was still a big dog, but he was mm-hmm. kind of that reddy brown color. It was just like a beautiful color. And he finally came over and as soon as he it's like he Okay, you're gonna laugh at me. It's he like picked he, me. I know. He I came know. over, no one else, he wasn't going up to anyone else and I went over and I put a hand down and he came over and I was like, this is it. Do you know what it's funny? Um Jack, who was uh Bernice Mountain mm-hmm. dog cross, big dog, yeah. right? Big powerful dog. And they're powerful with their paws. They sort of communicate with their big Mm -hmm. paws, right? But they try to be gentle. It's like they don't know their own power. And when we were there and someone said, we were looking at puppies. This is years ago. And they show us Jack. And Carol and I, almost like we'd rehearsed it, went, no way. Like, that's no way. Right? And they were like, well, just meet him. Yeah. And the kids wanted to meet him, right? And so, okay. So Jack is walking down the hallway with the uh, guy who has him on a leash, right? And as he turns the corner to go into our room, somebody opens the door to an outside room, and he just bolts, like just bolts, right? And the guy is caught off balance, loses the leash. So Jack's now just, and we haven't met Jack yet. He goes bolting outside, but it's a pen, so he can't get away, right? There's a window out to the pen. He bolts outside, dances around for a little bit, looks in the window directly at me and tilts his head. (laughs) Did you see that? And I was like... 
That's my dog. I'll take that dog. <laughs> I love that dog's sense of humor and timing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speaking of bolting, someone um, didn't close the gate on the side of the house. During the party? Yeah. Yeah, but you had no dogs there. No, but the dogs came home yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably a quick perimeter check would have been in order. It probably would have been a really, really good idea. Bo had uh, some, yeah, surprise, surprise, it was Bo, had a taste of freedom again yesterday, so. Oh. Oh, sorry about that. That's well, it wasn't right. me. Sorry. Whatever. Just send me the bill. For what? You got your dog back. Well, I got the your, dog back. your time and patience. <laughs> <laughs> was there any damage to your house, by the way? There no. was okay. And they came and got the porta potty? Um oh. they were supposed to do it today. Okay. Yeah. All I right. don't know if they've been by yet. I know there's a, a little wine spilt here and there, but you didn't have it wasn't on carpet, so No, um so, yeah, there was a I think glass of wine um spilled on the on the uh, fire pit furniture. Oh really? Yeah, but probably that's, the same. I think I know who that was. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, uh, but again, it's it's the fire pit furniture. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Okay, I don't really care. All right, it's all good. It's nothing on the cream carpet. We're fine. So you heard her, folks. Dismiss <laughs> liability. You heard that. She released me from liability. And I have that on tape. Anyway. Okay. It is uh, 2.53 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Again, Rob... No, gosh. Todd Hirsch is going to be joining us at 3.30. Talking about um, restaurant and bar spending there you go. in Alberta. Discretionary spending. Mm-hmm. Always a good indication of how your economy is doing. Yeah. So I think we missed a break, eh? No. No? We've got three more minutes. Okay. What? Yeah. All right. Well, let me put that Andrew, did you cream. adopt your beloved monkey? I did. All my pets are adopted. Oh, listen to this. Graham says a cheap date is going to the SPCA and playing with the animals. Hmm. True. That's a great idea. I know. First date pro- especially. But the problem, again, the problem is it's so hard to not leave with an animal. <laughs> it is. It, we're sort of backwards with that, though. If we see an absolutely perfect, adorable, adoptable animal, we're not taking that animal because we know somebody will give that a home. Yeah. We sort of ask around about which one special the needs? troubled ones, <laughs> right? So they're missing something. They're they need something. Um, perhaps they're diabetic or they're going to need special care. Or mm. those are the ones that we always focus on. Um, and there's a couple of those. There's always some of those. Mm-hmm. And it's all full disclosure with the Humane Society. I mean, well, It's right on the website. Yeah, and they'll tell you the whole history the of the animal. And I've never had them say, I can't adopt an animal. Um, but I know that they they ask a lot of questions like, what yeah. other cats you have or animals at home or, you know. Yeah, and with dogs, you usually have to bring your other dogs That's over right. to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. See if that, uh, how that socialization is going to go. But you know, and may I just do a little PSA again? I know I've already done it. We've already done it. Uh, here's the other thing, though. They give you some really great instructions on what to do to uh, bring a new pet into the house that I really recommend following. It's not just the, you know, the small writing on the back of the package. If you have other pets and you're bringing a pet in, isolate the new pet. Put it in a safe place like your bedroom, the ensuite bathroom, or something like that. If it's a cat, like the kitty litter, everything has to go up there for the first couple of days while they just get used to the smell of the house mm-hmm. and the feel of it and everything else, and then slowly integrate them into the uh, population, right? We've done that with every pet and had great success. When I brought Ted home from 
the shelter. I had him strapped in. He had a little doggy seatbelt on and everything. (laughs) And um, as I'm looking in the back seat, all I can see is this drool coming out of Ted's (laughs) mouth, like just (laughs) strings of drool. And then I realized he's going to throw up all over the back seat of my car. And it was too late. By the time I pulled over and he had thrown up everywhere all over the car I'm like oh welcome home and then he wouldn't go in the house at at first he was a, he was he had just been astray he'd been out, yeah. outside eating whatever and, and yeah. doing that but yeah he he uh, turned into a bit of a puker he got over that but mm. every time he was in the vehicle yeah you just turn around and there was just drool all over the place yeah. so we started on some sort of anxiety spray or whatever I don't know yeah, what it was yeah. and then he then it got better and he didn't do that then he turned into the self mutilator he was the oh, one that would chew yeah. his feet and his right. his arms and stuff like there's legs uh, so he was always a handful he was a wonderful dog and I adored him but yeah first day home pukes in the backseat of my car ah. Well, you know what? That sets the bar low enough. <laughs> You're like, well, this is going to be going to be better than this. <laughs> Welcome. You're going to fit in just fine. Exactly. Just to save $17 million in sponsorship fees with the Oilers. Scott Johnson, 630 Chad News. The province is following up on last week's budget, announcing more of the details. In St. Albert today, they confirmed a $30 million park-and-ride transit centre to be built at Campbell Road and the Anthony. Hende, Transportation Minister Brian Mason, says that will fit with what Edmonton has in mind for the Metroline LRT. Not just here in St. Albert, but this transit centre will also eventually be the northern terminus of the LRT um, from Edmonton. And I think that that's a a really uh, exciting development as we move to build and integrate our transit systems. The park and ride would have 800 stalls. They would be beginning uh, beginning construction in May and it should open next year. The Edmonton Police Service is out with a family story as part of Fraud Prevention Month. Back in 2014, Shannon Baxter was working at her family business, Yellowhead Storage, when she came across an invoice for the purchase of shipping containers that she didn't recognize. Having a bad feeling, Baxter dug a little deeper and discovered that her mother had orchestrated a phishing scam. Edmonton Police Detective Linda Herzig says that she had created a shell company. What she was doing is she was taking the containers owned by Yellowhead Self Storage and she was selling them through her own company um, for a profit and then she was moving that money into her own personal business account. Um, And what she ended up doing is through the loss that the company um, experienced, she almost bankrupt the company. Investigators say the company lost about $360,000 because of the scam. The mother was convicted and sentenced to 15 months in January. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.